Welcome to the Giant Leadership Podcast, where we help leaders like you get the knowledge and skills you need to impact more people and live the life you've always wanted. Get ready to experience tools, tips, and advice by the co-founders of Giant and best-selling authors, Jeremy Kubacek and Steve Cockrum. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Giant Leadership Podcast. I'm Jeremy Kubitschek. I'm here with Steve Cockrum from Steve. What town are you in these days? I mean, are you still in? Sh- <laughs> yeah, I'm still in Gerrard's Cross, just west of London. You know, I, I tell everybody that I'm in London, and America go, "Oh, do you know so and so?" And I go, "Yeah, no way." And they go, "There's only 16 million of us." So yeah, we <laughs> we live in that little provincial town called London that all Americans love. When you when you moved, I didn't know if you were still in Gerard's Cross. So I didn't know maybe if you went across the street and you're now in Chalfont <laughs> or something. So well, we move precisely a point two miles. Um, oh, nice. And I think technically, if you you kind of got to call us out on this one, we still sort of live in Chalfont St Peter. But based on the amount of money this house cost and our proximity to Gerald's Cross, we upgraded the name of the house to Wilbrook House and just put Gerald's Cross. And after that, everyone just keeps sending things to us. So, yeah, we, we feel like go. we've arrived, obviously, in some kind of snobby kind of way. So I don't know well, I don't know whether there'll be anything equivalent in Oklahoma, but um, sure. No snobs. No, no snobs here. Uh, <laughs> most snobs are in England. So um, Congratulations, by the way, on your big win at the weekend. I saw you playing, was it wide receiver for the Oklahoma State University? Okay. No, this was the Oklahoma <laughs> University, which is really interesting. Uh, yeah, what a privilege. I get to play a role doing sports performance, working with all the players, but working with mainly coaching the coaches. And I've got to coach Coach Venables and spend time with him. And then, But it was his first inaugural coaching ever. He's never been a head coach. Wow. And it was unreal watching them. And they won 45 to 13 or something. It was, it was But it was... Uh, when you when you hear the coach and you watch the team, and then mm. when you run out on the field with them, there was this moment. <laughs> they go, I'm, and I'm wearing all the coaching attire. Okay, like literally, I'm and I'm on the sideline. I, know, I saw it. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, but I'm I like the headset. I thought the headset was a bit of overkill, but you know, I mean, <laughs> I brought my own just to act like I knew what I was doing. So. But we we run out. They go, 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 and I'm like, what? What? We we run? So I'm. I'm running on the field. I'm grabbing my phone. I'm like, oh, I can picture my cell phone popping out on the field and the players stampede it. So I grab it. I get out of the way as fast as I could because the players are right behind me. And, you know, yeah. that's like it's like the running, of, running they, of the bulls. I thought when they carried you off the field cheering at the end, that was probably the highlight for me. <laughs> Crowd served but off by the players. I'm, I'm hanging out down there. I'm talking Perfect. to Regents and the mayor. And they're, oh. uh, Toby Keith was there. I'm talking to Toby Keith, you know, a singer. <laughs> this, it was just the, it was really, really fun. All and I, I get to do that. that. I get to do that every week. You can. Well, you're not at home every week, are you? You go to away games as well? No, no? yeah, I go to away games or travel oh, with the team. Goodness. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Oh, well, I'm, I'm I'm honored to even be on the same podcast as you, Jerry. 
I can't imagine anything worse for a connector, really, than being the centre of attention at a kind of a, a sporting team as successful as you guys will be. I, I, I think it's brilliant. I love it. I'm very proud of you. And, uh, yeah, I, I did wonder whether they might let you call a play or even run on and maybe, you know, I'd love to see you just do one sort of stand on the offensive line just once and see what happened <laughs> for a snap. Well, you you realize how big the you know you see the players and they're big, and then you're down there and you're like, oh my goodness, you know, and they're and and you have to you have to pay attention because the sideline, like yeah. you can't, you know, you could just doze off and all of a sudden get trampled. So it was really really uh, fun experience. All right, I'm you? sure. What, what do you what, what's going on with you? <laughs> Well, I mean, nothing as exciting as that. I wish I could report. I am, I am open to. Uh, I've said I, I, we have a new prime minister, thank goodness, and um, I'm awaiting a call to be a special advisor. I would actually help her win, which would be great. But I suspect that might take a little while. But today, literally today, um, we had the constitutional change, which again we've got to love the the kissing of the hand, as they call it, where where basically Boris had to resign for basically being a lying toad and being found out. And Liz Truss, who is a, is going to be really interesting to see what happens. Liz Truss is officially now the new prime minister and will basically picking her team at the moment. And uh, yeah, she's hardly got anything on her plate at the moment. There's nothing really happening. You know, no real challenges for the government right now at all. So it's going to be it's going to be a wild ride. And she's the only the second female, right? Thatcher was third. first. Third. third. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What was the other one? Um, uh, so we had Margaret Thatcher, who was right. the best ever. Theresa May, who Theresa basically May. never yeah, really got remember. off the never really got off the the runway. Um, and then we now have Liz Truss, who is not necessarily the smoothest communicator, but she's priding herself on delivery, delivery, delivery. Um, and saying that she wants to build a team of talents and realizes that we probably got a little bit presidential um, in that Boris thought that people mm. had voted for him. And so we're kind of, um, we are a constitutional monarchy, as you know, but basically the, the party is what is voted for, not the individual. So Liz Truss has kissed the, the hand of the Queen. She's now on her way back down. Um, and we will have a, our fourth prime minister in six years which just shows i think a little bit of the instability but uh, liz truss is a she's a proper conservative so in a sense she really has conservative policies she's pro tax cut she's pro family she's actually going to stop the large increase in corporation tax rewind i mean you know her instincts are good she says we have to create growth but gosh has she got some challenges and you know, we've got the the energy thing at the moment, which is literally going to cost about a hundred billion. Thank you, Vladimir. Um, but I hope that I hope that Europe is strong enough to to stand up and realise that you know, as Zelensky said this week, um, you know, we're paying in blood. Um, you guys may have to pay a little bit more for your electric and gas this winter. But no, it's going to be a really, really interesting time. Of and she's got two years, which is not a lot before the next general election. Um, if she wins it, it will probably be one of the most incredible. Um, political fightbacks because the Tories at the moment are are reeling, shall we say, from basically 
uh, probably being in Patsy much. So what's the what's the read on her over in the States? Is well, I don't think, no, I don't think, well, first, most Americans have no idea how it even works, you know, um, <laughs> there. And so having lived there, that helped me a little bit. Mm. But um, I think the, the reality is they don't know what a prime minister does. Mm. Um, they don't understand who, they don't know who this person is. Boris had a larger-than-life caricature, yeah. And she's more like, is she an accountant? You know, that's probably in a view that when they look at her, they look at her as yeah. just a, <laughs> uh, and, and so, but I, having read about her, I'm excited to go, mm. you've been living in a protector culture and mm. you guys have been placating oh. almost both sides for the, this last term. And for someone yep. to have stand up and go, no, 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 this is what's best for the country. This is yeah. best for for us as people, um, and kind of just trying to get all of the social things out where they can focus on true mm. growth. And I'm like, I I wish well, her the best. I hope it works. Yeah. I think it's best I mean, for the I country. The, I think the most interesting one for us, and this probably um, is not a dig at you particularly, but I think that the fact that basically the fact we have a change of prime minister is because basically people in the end lost trust in Boris's ability to tell the truth. And in a sense, there wasn't anything heinous he did. There's no huge crime. But integrity and honesty, interestingly, were the things which basically brought him down. There's still the incredible charism. There's incredible gifting. But I still think it's actually... I'm actually pleased that we still live in a country here where actually the, the kind of you cannot exercise leadership in a in a true democratic elected state where people lose trust in your ability to tell the truth. You can be incompetent. You know, we, we've dealt with incompetence before, but integrity is really hard to find. So I think Liz Truss is a person of integrity. Um, the question is, is she competent enough to deal with what it is that is going to be thrown at it? Well, we will find out. But right now... Uh, I think we, we we have to hope she is because I'm not sure not sure we can do too much else without actually beginning to row back at some of the things that are important. So I, for one, um, will cheer and help in any way I can. Um, obviously, not as exciting as coaching, you know, the head coach. Very much. <laughs> but I, uh, I would tell you though, I hope Liz, if you're listening, the uh, yes, please, Liz, if you need us, um, call us. Um, the hair was driving me nuts a little bit with Boris. I was getting tired of the hair. It was, it was just getting old, you know. And then it's I realized just, it, it was fake. What, was, it, was, was it? Was it jealousy? Yeah. In any way, <laughs> it was jealousy. <laughs> that, yeah. Well, yeah. On, on that on that bombshell, we probably ought to move on because uh, um, I'm sure Tracy is there. Tracy's the one who tries to keep this show in order and actually plans things. Anyone will believe it was scripted. Um, <laughs> but here is our producer in chief. Um, basically keeping us on the rails. And Tracy always has questions for us to answer, I, I think. Do you have another question from one of our multitudes of millions of listeners I that do. you selected for us this week, Tracy? I do. Victoria from Omaha, Nebraska is asking, my team Ooh. keeps getting bogged down by tasks that aren't important to our vision. How do I get them to understand the priorities of their tasks? Hmm. Gosh. Yeah. So, you know, I think I always go back to, are you the leader? Or not <laughs> leaders define culture <laughs> and victoria if you're the leader then this is your opportunity to set the tone of what's important and what's not so if it says my mm. team 
So let's let's assume you are. Um, there's a process that uh, Bronson, who's our CEO of Giant, and he he uses is called Blitz. And each week, what they, he does is he basically says, "What are the big rocks that we? What are the big things we, we need to move this week?" And on Monday, he goes through the team and and basically gets everyone on the same page of what we're going to work on. And on Friday, it's like show and tell. They yeah. do a stand, stand up and they do a show and tell of what we worked on for the week. And you can see how much progress was made. And and so it was up to Bronson and the executive team to make sure that the initiatives that we're working on are strategic and moving mm-hmm. forward. Um, real quick, Victoria, um, the uh, strategy uh, comes from a military term that means it's strategic view. You go up on the hill and you look down on kind of the, the battlefield and you help your troops move left or right. So it's really up to you to make sure if you're the leader that you that you share that that you you see where there's problems and issues, and then you have to communicate. You have to have enough relational trust for them to want to follow you to lead in that direction. So that's my two cents. If you're a leader of that, Steve. Yeah, gosh, that's very very good. Uh, I think I think Victoria Jeremy's spot on, which is whenever there is an issue in a team. Um, and you've highlighted one that, you know, people are bogged down just in doing the task and how do we get them strategic. Jeremy's just right. You, you have to be prepared to recognize that one of two things has happened. Um, you are either looking in the mirror at your own leadership and that you have a tendency to get bogged down in the tasks and not see the bigger picture. Or for whatever reason, you may be exhausted and you've abdicated leadership of that team and somebody else's culture is what you're looking at. But fundamentally you are the one who is ultimately responsible for what the team prioritizes. Now, very detail-orientated people often end up being very, very bogged down in the detail tasks. And Jeremy's point is incredibly well made. If that's your tendency, you have to choose, like you said, I love the analogy, to actually create ways in which you lift your head above the day-to-day to see the bigger picture. And, you know, Blitz, Bronson has just actually written a new book. So here's the thing, uh, Victoria, if you if you actually send us your mailing address, we will send you a copy of Blitz because just know that for me particularly, and I think Jeremy too, our default is almost the other way. We tend to be always looking at the big picture, how we take the next mountain. Our learned behavior has had to be how do we do some of the discipline day-to-day tasks other people, they are naturally very good in the day-to-day and they have to go the other way. Very few leaders, if any, are naturally good at both. So whatever the growth opportunity is, learning from somebody who's really good at what you struggle with is usually the most effective way. So I would say, Victoria, have a look around if there's other team leaders. Who's really good at leading their team in a way that actually doesn't get them bogged down in the task? And the question would be is, Go and observe or learn, ask, what is it they do? And you'll probably find that they use, like Jeremy was saying, some simple, repeatable processes, which cause them to go up on the hill, to be able to look down, decide what the tasks are with the team and go back. But uh, it's a growth opportunity, Victoria. And in the end, once you are able to win that one, you know, um, a lot of things will change and a lot greater buy-in usually from team comes. So there would be, 
I hope that's helpful for yeah. you. Anything else you want to add just before we move on? No, I'm good. Thanks, Victoria, for sending. Anyone else that wants to yeah. send in anything, just to uh, tracy.rader at giantworldwide.com. Send in your questions, and we, we appreciate them. Hopefully, that's helpful to you. So we get the privilege of having uh, an amazing uh, partner uh, at, at, in the giant ecosystem. We have over 800 consultants, coaches, and today we get the privilege of being with Andrew Robinson from Eugene, Oregon. Andrew, how you doing, hey. brother? Good morning over here. Doing well. Yeah. Labor Day weekend and had a good, good uh, restful weekend. Good to be with all of you. Awesome. So you, for those who don't know, Andrew is... Um, he is a consultant, he's a coach, he is a partner in the giant world, but he is also influential to a lot of our giants. He uh, has a podcast, he has a new leadership podcast coming out. He is also a really, really, really good musician. And we spend a lot of time uh, together going back and forth and talking about music. He has a band called um, Andrew Robinson and the Old Souls, and he plays and does different sets and um different gigs. He's really, really good. So uh, anything you want to talk about on the old souls before we get into business? Oh, no, that's great. I, I would never consider myself a good musician. I, when I see like guitar players that are real guitar players, I'm like, man, that is, but I do enjoy music. I love playing music. Um, it's made a huge impact in my life and it's pretty incredible to see the impact it makes in the lives of other people. So um, yeah, nothing like it. So I've been to your house. I've been seeing your family. I've been to your community. I've seen the influence you have. Um, the first question for you is why do you do what you do? Yeah, I mean, in terms of what I do with Giant, um, I mean, several things come to mind. It, it, the impact is unbelievable. This work, I'm going to start with myself because it's impacted me first and foremost, just coming in contact with, with giant, with the two of you, uh, it's impacted, you know, my marriage, the way I parent. And then like at work, the, the people that I actually work with, I mean, I'm thinking of this one guy, we start when we started working together, he came into this group and I'm not kidding you guys. I don't know if you've ever had this happen, but his back was to me. Like he came in to the group, but <laughs> his back was literally turned to me. So unmistakable message sent across the bow. Um, and it was so incredible to watch what happened over the two years of working. I still work with that company, but he like it was like you watched him turn about 15 degrees every meeting to where he was facing forward and, you know, to cut to it. This transformed him. It, it's transformed his marriage. Uh, he's got it. He's like discovered a number of issues that he needed to tend to and actually started seeing a counselor. He is like the giant champion now in the company. And I was telling the CEO the other day, if that's all that happens, I'm done. I'm good. But the fact is, is the work we get to do. I mean, the three of us could sit here and, and Tracy could jump in. We could, the four of us could tell story after story like that. Right. Mm -hmm. So why do I do what I do? It's, mm. it's because of stories like that. Um, but I'm also a super competitive person. And so what I love is watching the financial impact that it has on my clients. Um, they get to win. Uh, I, like just to give you a specific example, because people always like, we always get the question, like the ROI on our work, right? 
Um, and I was, I was talking with, with a leader the other day and they build uh, huge pieces of machinery, like half a million dollar pieces of machinery. Before they started with Giant, they were like about 800 hours per build and 300 hours like was like the four minute mile. You're never gonna get past that. You're never gonna break the four minute mile. They're now in the 100s. And to go from like 800 to like 100 and some and change, they're like, we never thought this was possible. And which of course translates to all kinds of financial benefits and returns. But I mean, what's incredible is like, the culture there is a completely different culture. And I credit the leaders who have taken this on 100%. So that's a huge part of why I do what I do. Honestly, like an ancillary benefit is the lifestyle. Um, I can't tell you the last time I missed one of my kids' events. It just doesn't really happen because I can set my own schedule. As an introvert, I self-care is pretty important. So spending time uh, trout fishing, on occasion to reground myself on the golf course is important to me. And I'm able to build my schedule around that. Um, and, and it's because we like the work that we do is so high value. It's so high value. Um, mm. and it, it enables, you know, us to have the revenue we need to, to provide options. So I guess the last thing is I, I can't not do this work. I don't know. The y'all are probably the same way. It's like, you can't turn it off. <laughs> like even when no one's paying me, if I'm sitting next to someone on a plane and it's like, let's go, let's do this. Let's talk. Let's like dig in. Let's, let's help you win. Um, that, that kind of stuff. So anyway, how about you? Like, can I just ask you, like, why do you, why do you guys do this? It's just the money. Well, yeah. That's it. <laughs> it's, um, <laughs> Right, <laughs> you, you're just... so close to being able to qualify for hair plugs, Jeremy. It's like it's just. Oh my gosh! No, you're, you're, you're getting oh there. Wow. Oh my goodness! No, I'm just messing. Oh, you well, well, that's a, that might have been a little grenade launch there, yeah. Jess. I know. I got. I just. Are you, you British? Violate, you violate, are you British? And I was like, that is hilarious that Jeremy would focus on his hair. <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you. Why don't I answer the question before we have to end this podcast early? And because Jeremy's in tears, yeah, we're, so, we're done. We're done. Because sensitivity, he he might pretend it doesn't hurt, but I promise you, there's going to be a lot of therapy and crying before uh, I'm able to help him down off this particular mountaintop. But um, I think listening to you share what you do, it's interesting. Why do I do what I do? It's it's almost like it's it's. I think as a pioneer, as everyone knows, the greatest desire is for influence scalable influence and to make a difference in the world that actually it's not so much what can I do it's what can I allow and empower to do so you know we wrote a book called the 100x leader which is probably our kind of manifesto on leadership and I always say to people is most people don't even get to the 100x most people don't learn how to multiply but the question for me is having learned how to multiply and develop the tools we did which just makes such a difference you know in people's lives I think the thing for me is I always ask the question, Andrew, is 100x to the power what in my lifetime? So if you think of 100x squared would be basically two levels of multiplication. So not only have I created transformation in someone else, but they're multiplying that. And I go, if you want global influence, I, my work out you need 100x to the power six. 
if you can create a sixth level of multiplication in your lifetime, then you've actually influenced millions and millions of people. So that may be um, a, a different answer to Jeremy's slightly mercenary version, which I know is not true, by the way. But if you really ask me is to go, I love what I do because every time I meet a giant and I meet a giant who's been apprenticed by a giant, who's been apprenticed by a giant, and I look then at companies where I can see layers of multiplication, that for me is the the thing I love the most and the thing which probably keeps me going every day because it's really about legacy at this stage of our lives and want to make a dent in the world. We've always said the world needs not more leaders, it needs better leaders. And in the same way, like the matrix, <laughs> I say that when you can actually see the green letters and the numbers go down and why people get it wrong, it's almost impossible not to try and help them, particularly when you see them do it badly. So there you go. I hope that's sufficient um, air cover that you can now apologize to Jeremy and Jeremy can uh, take it uh, away. Uh, on, but no, anything mine, you want to come back to on that, Joseph? Uh, mine is truly giant. Has been an experiment um, since uh, it's really actually September of this year be the twentieth year when I first started Giant. The whole goal was how to use business as a platform for good, how to use business as a platform for influence, and and I love the phraseology of this of let the world fund us to influence it. And so the the concept is it needs to be world class. Uh, that's why Google, Microsoft, others would use Giant um, because if it's not world class, then it's not good enough. If it's good enough, and I think that's really um, what happened with Steve and I. I was doing things for the first ten years and big events, and you know John Maxwell and all these other things that were good, but they weren't the DNA. That, that we were trying to accomplish. And I think when Steve and I really, uh, it's nine years of our work together this September, and we have really worked hard on a system of like in multiplication, but creating an opportunity for people to use the business that we've created as a platform for influence. So you are a great example. Andrew, yep. you get to link up with us. So you're, heart and your dna and your your head it matches with ours and you bring your best with our best and then we partner so the idea is it's a partnership on liberation it's a partnership in helping people get healthy 100 and helping them to multiply and i don't think anyone's seen it before so people often go now what do you guys do and how are you doing this and why are you doing it and it's a different business model because it's designed to multiply that's so cool. Andrew, I mean, you're you're a very humble man, but we also know that you, you've been working with some of the, the largest companies in the world. I think when I first met you, you were working with Nike because okay. that's very much part of your world. But one question maybe from uh, that I think our, our listeners would find helpful is to go, you, you've been working with a lot of highly gifted, skilled leaders in this season. So I guess the question would be is, what is it the transformation you still that see they still need to be at their best or if they are what are the behaviors that you're seeing where they really are transforming into the types of leadership that actually wins in the the, the world that we're currently inhabiting so talk us a little bit about you know what, what's the transformation you still see them needing to make and where in some cases have you actually seen them make that transformation and what's been the impact it's a great question it's a timely question because there are a number, number of groups that I've been working with for for a number of years that were 
you know, when you get with a group and you're like, we're now getting into some pretty rarefied air. Like there really are not a lot of people up here. <laughs> that's, that's a fun place mm. to be. Um, what I'm noticing is, and, and by the way, like, as you were talking about, Jeremy, like the partnership and the vision that, that, that the two of you have cast for Giant, um, so true. You, you, the two of you, like, I'm not sitting here, I'm not talking, I'm not answering these questions, like, we're not having this conversation if it wasn't for the, for the two of you. And I don't know if you ever remember me sending the two of you, like, a, a video years ago and I was I was coming out of a meeting and it, everything clicked like all the things you're just talking about came together and blew this team away and I, and it was like literally like the two of you were in the car with me driving down the road so I was like I'm gonna send you a video and talk to you guys and um it's it's just you guys make it I always use the term stupid easy like it just it's so stupid easy it frees me up to be the person that I want to be when I'm with the people I work with. Um, and there are several companies that I've been tracking with for quite a while. What I'm noticing is I'm starting to level up challenge to, to help them take what they've learned about how to address problems and level up to how they address progress, if that makes sense. So like, mm -hmm the giant tools and process lay this incredible foundation that we put in place over the last several years. And what I'm wanting them to do is begin to think about, yes, it's like really important to get things done and they get things done. Like I, the example I gave earlier, more efficiently than ever, but how we get things done is even more important. So what I'm challenging them to do is focus more on managing the process than the outcome. So one of the terms I'll use with clients is developing scoreboard indifference, being able to ignore the scoreboard and be able to focus on the process that's going to get the win is a challenging task. I've had several examples in the last few weeks where I'm seeing that leaders don't necessarily know how to do that. They see what needs to be done, they'll do it, but not notice the considerations that they should have taken account for on how they went about actually doing it. So it's, it's sort of that next level that that's really exciting. And to be able to actually see them see that, it's like what you said, Steve, it's like a whole set of lenses that gives them this x-ray vision that's, that's, you know, that's just incredible. And, and I love like seeing this movement from being firefighters to being more fire marshals. So rather than reacting, mm -hmm. they're in that more of that position of being able to manage the process. So it's good. Hey, Andrew, let me ask you this last question. Um, as you think through um, what you do and the roles you play um, as a, as a consultant, as a coach, um, could you maybe share to those listening? Because there might be some that are like, you know, I've always wanted to do this never known how, or maybe I want to do it part-time, but like, why is coaching consulting a good business? Who would you recommend it for? And, you know, would you recommend it? Yeah. And why, and why would you? So no, it's a really good, that. really good question. Um, and I, I think what you said there is important. I think I might modify the question to like, what kind of person would find this work to be a good business? Um, because I think there are some people that could go into it for the wrong reasons. And then there are you, I mean, all of us know people 
that like really should go into this, but have certain inhibitions that stand in the way. Um, but when I look at the giant community, the people that seem to really succeed have a few characteristics in common, and y'all can add to them if you want. Um, the, the adjective I consistently use with our community is generosity. And that starts with the two of you. Like the level of generosity is overwhelming. I mean, you all know that we could post some, a question on Slack right now. And before we get done with this conversation, we're gonna have like five, 10, 15 responses. Um, the level of generosity is unbelievable. Um, I do think courage is an X factor. Um, the courage to do things that are uncomfortable. So a high level of like, discomfort and uncertainty. And preferably if you marry someone that also has a high level of, uh, of uh, like tolerance for discomfort it is a good thing. Um, and curiosity. If look at around like the the giants that like that I just you know that I think of when I think of the people that I really model what I do after them. It's like curiosity, which stems from humility. It's that constant desire to to better understand things. Um, and then I think determined. Like so, I think if people match that those characteristics. Um, it can be something interesting to look into. I think um, I think I'm, I, I tend to be careful about people that get into this or, or get into any, whether it's giant or anything else, for the income. Um, the you know you, we talk about control the controllables. Income's an out. Income is an outcome, right? So if if you're driven by that outcome, that's concerning. And then I also. It, Impact is an outcome. So again, I can't control the impact that I have. And in fact, whenever I sense in myself that ambition to change the world, it's typically uh, takes place as a convenient distraction to certain changes I need to make in my own world. So I tend to focus, try to focus and reorient myself on what's happening within me so that, you know, hopefully I can have an impact, but I can't control that. Mm -hmm. So that's that's th those are the qualities I look for, and then those are the qualities I'm also get a little bit like eh, maybe this isn't the right time. If you if you think you're gonna like if the motives aren't exactly what they ought to be, so it's really good. And for those of you that are curious or would like more information, just go to giantworldwide.com. There's a video. It's very simple. We just basically say this: look, we are um, professionals who use our platform for good to help people um, solve problems, help them unlock, um, really we call it liberation, to help them really get empowered to know who they are. If you know your identity, you know what your superpowers are, then you get activated and you get really good at being a leader and then you start multiplying that out. Then that's really what we do. We kind of come alongside as a confidant to some people we are a counselor to some people. We're a coach or a consultant to some people. We're a pastor to some people. We're a, a friend. I mean, like there's multiple different uh, roles that you play. You play with people based on where they are at that moment. And we deal with the most complex issues because people are complex. And so, uh, Andrew, just so grateful for you. Thank you for um, thanks for being on the Giant Leadership Podcast, my friend. 
Absolutely. And I um, appreciate the two of you and and everything you do to, to make this possible. Wouldn't be here without you. So thank you. And thanks, Tracy. Awesome. Thanks for being here. Awesome. Um, Steve-O, final thoughts? Wow. Um, I, I'm always humbled, yeah, genuinely, um, which will be a surprise to many when you, <clears throat> you hear people say things like that, that if you think of, um, you know, it was nine years ago, it'd be our 10-year anniversary in Headset next year when a lot of these tools didn't really exist in anything other than a conceptual reality and just go that actually the, the determination to try and make it simple so that it could scale. Um, so I think for me, it, it's kind of, we're, we're allowed the odd reminisce when you get a bit older. And next week, we're, um, I'm coming by Houston, which is exciting, but then to Oklahoma for really the first time at a giant gathering since Cancun in, I think, January 2020, thanks to COVID. So I think kind of, um, you know, I don't know, we have 150 of our giants coming and others will still probably come at this stage. But I think there's something deeply profound about being part of a tribe that actually believes something and wants to do something. And I think in a world of where it's easy to become cynical, and I think the older you get, it's easier to be cynical, apparently, to actually go, I, I'm so excited to be in a room with people who are like Andrew, who are probably doing far greater things from a co coaching consulting point of view than certainly that I am. And I love the fact some of them are far more successful in what, in what they do. But I think that's the, that's the bit of just going, if leadership is influence, then ultimately the measure of, leadership is legacy it's not just what do you achieve in and through what you do but what is it you empower and enable other people to achieve and i think that's the journey isn't it from being the climate to the sherpa that we write about so a little bit of a little bit of reminiscence a little bit of celebration and go well in all those years of hard work and it you know people only ever see the success at the end there were some interesting moments along the way which i'm sure we'll we'll share in visual form over the next kind of couple of weeks but just that sense in which we are seeing the vision that we began with become reality and people like andrew and maria and all the other people who've been on the show are really just you know we, we don't we don't pay them um you know they come on and share almost in an embarrassing way but they do because they mean it and i think that's the bit which makes it all worthwhile for me so there you go that's a little little kind of reminiscing melancholy from london at this time um, <sighs> in the afternoon what about you the the beauty of that is andrew's been in our ecosystem three years four years maybe mm. three and to think how many more Andrews are there, around, how many more Bereas are there around the world. And so we have this phrase at Giant, for those who are interested, we have a phrase that's kind of a funny, but it's um, we're just getting started. And the idea is that, you know, we're celebrating 10 years of building, and yet we all feel like we're just getting started. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, the Giant operating system, the new Giants that are coming on board who are just now jumping into this, I have a book launch called the Peace Index, the Peace Index book launch. It's, mm -hmm. It will produce a lot of more people into the ecosystem of Giant. And all of those things are, you know, they are legacy, but they're also like, we're still living this. You know, every day mm -hmm. Steve gets up and he's serving leaders. Um, I, I'm doing the same. We actually practice what we preach and mm -hmm. we create content. And it's just... Uh, it is a privilege and it's a really uh, fun to, to be able to do that with you and to be that, doing that with Andrew and Tracy and, and the like. So again, thanks for listening to the Giant Leadership Podcast. Hopefully it's encouraging. Hopefully um, you leave inspired. That's our goal. And maybe a tool or two or a thought or two that might really uh, take you to the next level of health. So until we see you again, we wish you the best. Take care. Cheers. Bye-bye.
If you're looking for a speaker for your next event, whether live or remote, Jeremy Kubitschek speaks to audiences all over the world. Jeremy is a best-selling author, international speaker, and co-founder of Giant Worldwide. He has started over 20 companies while living in Oklahoma City, Moscow, Atlanta, and London. Whether you're looking to impact your executive team, your entire organization, or if you're hosting a public event, go to jeremykubitschek.com to learn more.